0: Welcome, everyone, to PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. My name is Josh Turner. I'm your host. And with me today is a different cast of characters. Uh, you want to say hello? Hello. It's Nellie. And everybody who listens to the show regularly knows who Nellie is. That is my wife. And uh, let me get re- let me get started real quick with the uh, – we got PRTPodcast.com. That's our website address. Uh, go there, and if you want to help support the show, you can buy a T-shirt or a sweatshirt or whatever. Uh, there's iPhone cases, phone cases, Samsung, whatever you want to call them, uh, cases. And uh, you can get stickers and whatever. So that being said, we're going to get right into it because we have a special guest today. And today I'm joined by uh, a family member, and his name is...
1: Trey Turner. Trey,
0: um, Trey Turner.
1: Yep. And... uh First of all, yeah, y'all please go uh, to that site and um, buy some of that merchandise. That would be great for Josh and his crew. Um, I am Trey Turner. I'm Josh's cousin, and uh, I'm happy to be here this evening um, with all of y'all out here and uh, get to be able to talk about some, uh, some things this evening. Good. Hey, you know what? That's awesome that you plugged my. I didn't even pay you for this. That's awesome. He no, just, you didn't.
0: He just plugged these like, and y'all go and buy <laughs> some of that merchandise. I was like, "Mom, buy it." My cousin is poor. <laughs> he is so poor. He has one mitten and it's got holes in it. He's like, "Please, sir, buy buy some buy some more merchandise." <laughs>
1: <laughs> gonna have one more bowl of porridge, please. Sir. One more
0: bowl. One more bowl, please.
1: <laughs> that was a very Dickensy uh, uh asking. Please, please go to
0: his website and support him. Please. Uh, <laughs> he's barely doing any work right now. <laughs>
1: I think he's got like two contracts. <laughs> only two, so y'all please go out there. One is only I six hours at a two. swimming pool. Yeah, <laughs> no. Log in as quick as you can, and uh, <laughs> if y'all got a spare fifty or hundred, please uh, <laughs> donate it to he needs uh, it. Paranormal. He's stable. so poor.
0: <laughs> Jeez. that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay, folks. That's now for funny. Real Trey, Trey is, uh, is 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 my cousin on my dad's side. Uh, his his dad is my uncle Butch, and he is my favorite uncle. Uh, I don't want to say he's my favorite because I don't want to offend anybody, but he's one of my favorites. Let's put that. He's in the top two. Nobody's going to know who the other one is. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's in my top ten. Then his aunt, uh, his mother is my aunt, Beverly, and I love them to death. They're like the salt of the earth people. They have a big 100-acre farm right outside of town, and they've been out there for a long time. Um, So, yeah, that being said – Trey is, we grew up together. We've been very close growing Mm up. And uh, Trey is an adventurer. He has traveled um, to 40 different states. He's worked as a farm. He's worked farm, uh, right? Right. Farming and ranching. And Mm -hmm. you've done that most of your life. That's your industry. That's what you've done. Now, Trey knows, and I'll say this, I am the quote unquote city boy, because I moved to the Big Shitty when I was in my early 20s and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so I come around, and, and as, uh, as Cousin Muff, like, hey, how's life in the Big Shitty? And I'm like, well, it's just like it is out there in Thorndale. It's pretty
1: much, the, you know. That's Cousin Muff would say it. Uh-huh.
0: Yep. So so we, gr- growing up together, we grew up in the, in the in the woods, in the country for the first 15 years of my life, and then I moved into town. Now, I didn't actually have any any experiences with any any cryptids or anything like that until I actually moved into town. That's when I had the experience. And so uh so I have this show and me and Trey were talking, and Trey was telling me and Nelly Um uh,
1: That was not me. <laughs>
0: That's the dog, <laughs> and, and we're actually we're actually we're actually uh, doing the show here at your at your folks' house in uh-huh. town, not the farm, but the yep. farm is outside of town. Right a lovely on,
1: town on the west side of Taylor. Yep. Uh-huh. And
0: so we're in Taylor, Texas, and we're doing the show. So what we we were, we're going to talk about was some of your experiences that you had, mm-hmm. and I'm going to talk about a little couple little things, but you're going to talk about some of the things that happened to you when you were abroad when you were traveling. Mm-hmm. And so that that being said. Do you want to give your give a brief bio of yourself? Like, just kind of let people know who you are. How old are you?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, out of Taylor, Texas. Farming is my background, agriculture, and uh, have been well traveled. uh, Midwest, out west, mid south, uh, deep south. Went to college in the deep south and Mississippi, and uh, uh, after that, went to the Midwest to pursue uh, the passion of my of my youth and that was farming growing up on a farm here in Taylor and um, just have ran across many colorful people in the last two decades with just lots of different stories and experiences that are relative to uh to this show have um, experienced some things myself relative to this show and yeah it's just it's a crazy world out there. I mean, some people say crazy. Uh to me it's just it's normal, if you will. And uh so I'm just uh, glad to be here and uh be able to contribute to uh to what you got going on. here it up. Uh, well, that remains to
0: be seen. We'll we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you know if you contribute. we we'll, well. Oh, okay. Don't call us, we'll call you.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You already have, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so that being said, Trey, you, okay, first of all, you are, I think you're five years younger than me, right? I was born in 80. Yeah, 80, and I was, okay, so you're five years younger than me, mm-hmm. and like I said, we grew up together now. <clears throat> the um, I'm going to start, okay? The earliest paranormal, I think it was paranormal, okay, and I was going to talk about this on a show we were going to do, where well, we talked about it earlier the earliest paranormal thing, I think, was around you, okay? When you were little, when you were very little, you lost your grandmother. And I, I remember her, and uh, she was a very nice woman. And I remember seeing or feeling, like in like, the image of her around you when you were probably, like, I don't know, five or six. I remember, like, you... Like, I remember feeling her presence around you. And I remember thinking that uh, that was her. And so when you, when me and you talked about it years later, you had told me that many times you thought you had felt her presence around you. Because you're kind of like me. And we have a great uncle who was very spiritually in tune, who had a lot of weird experiences. And I think you and I kind of shared that bond because we both have had a lot of paranormal experiences. And so that was probably the earliest of anything paranormal that I can remember around you. Right, and there were a couple other times I remember when we were little, because we would we would always like hang out together. So in at Thanksgiving we'd always like that at, that you know how you have that weird day after Thanksgiving. Okay. It's like Friday. And then nobody really knows what to do with it.
1: <laughs> watch UT and A&M. You
0: watch M. <laughs> that's pretty much it. And then Trey and me would always be together because we'd always like – I'd go, oh, cool. We're going to go to Thanksgiving. And then I'd, we'd spend the weekend. I'd be over there at your place or you'd be at our place. And right. we'd always hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we would trade baseball cards and stuff. And Trey would cry and I would get in trouble. <laughs> that's pretty much the uh, the whole way it went down. But no, there was a time when when I remember one time – very specifically, we, you were out at the farm, the house that your your parents lived in, and I remember going to sleep out there, and I was probably like ten or eleven, and I remember Trey being asleep, and I remember Clayton, your little brother, who's you know played played college ball at A M, and I remember y'all being asleep, and I literally saw something like a light coming from the hallway, and I never could figure out what it was, because the hallway lights were off, there was no nightlight or whatever it was just a light that would come and go and I always felt like it was Agnes like so that that's interesting there and then um we'll get into the into that a little bit later too something else that happened but um I I, y'all never woke up for that but we talked about it and I was always like I thought that that's what that was because I never felt anything negative from it Mm -hmm. and I would actually go out in the hallway and look but I could never see the source of it and then I would go to the bathroom and I'd come back and lay down so, that was odd. My dad was pretty adamant that that's probably what it was. And so, but you have always had sort of a, um, uh, I always thought that there was like something around you that kind of protected you, kept you out of the because you had some really, really uh, narrow escapes, some harrowing experiences, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. And so, I always kind of felt like she was there kind of like watching out for you.
1: Right. Uh, I do too. Yeah. And
0: then... Uh recently, you, we lost uh, Aunt Susan, which is, which is Butcher's sister, and I always felt like she was... Now, Now you have said that you feel like you feel her presence around you, too. I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I believe that, because you and her were close. Mm-hmm. And I had a relationship and a bond with her, too, because she was one of the Turners that moved away and kind of, like, stayed out on her own, and that's what I did, too. I left the nest, kind of, and went off, you know, whatever. Right. As you did, too. Mm-hmm. And, the, but you know, the, the, I think that's the, the one thing we all had in common was like we would always go far afield and then come back home. Whereas most of the turners tend to kind of stick around this area.
1: You were the adventurous ones.
0: Yeah, we were the adventurous ones. And when I did the eulogy at, at Susan's funeral, we talked mm-hmm. about that. I talked about how I had that bond with her, and me and her talked about that multiple times. Um, she's like Taylor's such a small place. There's so much out there. You should go check it out. And I did. So I went to Africa and almost died. But uh, anyway, <laughs> and then I come back and I'm like, thanks a lot, Susan. God. I guess I'll go to Guatemala now. But uh, so, anyways, yeah. That that being said, when we were kids, you now now there was another experience, and I'll and then you can start talking about what's what, what you've what's happened to you. There was another experience, and Nelly, you encouraged me to talk about this. When I was little, I was with my sister Priscilla and we were walking uh at the house uh w the at Rice Crossing. What did you call it again, Trey?
1: Um, it's the Moody Place. It's um uh the one time governor of Texas. The governor Texas, of Texas, yeah. Dan Moody. Um, it was his home place. And um we acquired it, um, the home place of the one time governor, uh, Mr. Moody. And so that's where uh I was actually, you know, when I was uh, when I was born uh, in uh, the great city of Austin, Texas, on uh, East Thirty-Eighth and a Half Street at Seton Hospital. Um, that's where uh, my first home was, out there in Rice's Crossing, um, at the old Moody place. The old Moody place, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, that's where Papa um, was um, farming at the time, and Dad, and um, like you had mentioned earlier, never got to. And obviously I met my grandmother, Agnes. Um uh no remembrance of her, but um definitely feel um her presence um around uh, post you know, post death. So Yeah,
0: she was a very gentle person. Mm-hmm. A, very, a very kind person. Now, here's the thing. When the the, the Moody, the, the governor, now he has a home here in town too that's supposedly haunted, and my stepmom mm-hmm. is on the committee for that to take care of that place or whatever. Now, I have walked by that place, not the one you you grew up in, the old Moody place, but the one in town. Right. And I remember seeing a light come on. I was walking actually with the guy that I saw the dog man with, and we were mm-hmm. walking down the street one day, literally and, about a week before I saw that dog And that's real
1: man. close to um – you know, where you had the experience with the with dog. The dog man. Man, yeah. Yeah. It's right there. uh on, It's about a block away. Yeah. I mean, pretty midtown right off of main street, but mm-hmm. um, extremely close to, yeah you know, to where that, that happened. Yeah. There. I
0: got to about a street over mm-hmm. and then there was a light that came on one time and me and him and another guy <laughs> were walking and we were like, what? And then we just like took off running cause it was notorious for being haunted. Mm-hmm. Uh, groundskeepers uh, a friend of mine's, uh knows one of the groundkeepers and was telling me stories about that place. Now the now I lived at the Moody place out there in Rice's Crossing. Um, I actually lived out there uh, with your grandfather mm-hmm. um, and my dad. I lived out there for about three months, four months.
1: You weren't upstairs, were upstairs. Upstairs, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness!
0: Now I did have some weird stuff. I would hear noises and stuff, but but I was too. I was more afraid of my dad. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he was like, "No <laughs> nonsense." You didn't hear nothing. Nothing was there. I'm like, I didn't hear anything. Nothing was there, and I just. <laughs> The only thing that ever stood out in my mind about that place, because it was supposedly very haunted too, Mm -hmm. was that you would hear the the stairs going, Kirk, Kirk, Mm -hmm. Kirk, and you would hear people walking up and down them. And Mm -hmm. I was like, and I remember one time, Aunt Susan saying, I would not sleep up there. (laughs) She was not like a big, oh, I'm scared of ghosts person, but she was like, I'm not going to sleep up there. Right. Yeah. And as a kid, I did. I had to sleep up there um, for about three or four months.
1: Which is kind of like a. I mean, like a treehouse almost. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. A lot of uh, hidden, you know, secret doors. And you open up a, a a closet and then, you know, a door in the closet that would go into a little part of the attic. And then, you know, you could open, you know, right when you open that door up into the attic, there would be another little door. You could open up into like this little, you know, angled, maybe four foot by two foot with a 45 degree angle um, on the, you know, for the, you know, top of it, if you will. Um, just, I mean, a lot of little cubby holes, but I think of that place, you know, being so close to Brushy Creek and with, the the lore of, you know, uh, Comanche and stuff like that on Brushy that, you know, around Rice's Crossing, Norman's Crossing, there's a lot of stuff that has, uh, Taking place oh yeah Mm -hmm. definitely
0: definitely because there were like massacres and all kinds of stuff that went back and forth the apaches were killed out there it's very it's a very it was a very spooky place and i'll tell you what happened to us when we were little trey you were a little bitty guy and i was a little guy i wasn't very old i think you were probably i mean you were you were young real young i don't remember what the ages were we we talked about it earlier Mm -hmm. i can't remember five year difference yeah, you were tiny. I don't think – Clayton Clayton might have been a baby.
1: Well, I was tiny because I, I was three months premature. I was three pounds yeah. when I was, when I was well, born. Well, it wasn't Aww. when you were a little bitty baby. Well, I understand that. <laughs> but, um, you were already like
0: three or had, four, you know, whatever. But we were out there, and, and I was young, real young, and mm-hmm. my sister was holding you. She was carrying you from, from, from where the uh, there was like a horse, like the the – Stable, mm-hmm. and we were walking across the the yard, and now now you as you said in the fall there are tons of crows, mm-hmm. and they're everywhere, and this murder of crows there was a huge I told you Nelly there were just a ton of them mm-hmm. I mean I'm not kidding there might have been a hundred of them in one tree and it was this, now there's been a lot of weird stories about these these crows okay in all, in 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 central Texas in particular this area around Taylor is supposed that they're very uh, malicious. They can be very, uh, and, and and they're very um, territorial. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, there was a bunch of them in a tree. And I remember the tree almost looking like it was black with these birds and they all just flew up in the air and they circled around the, uh, above us and they kind of swooped down and went over us and you were, were, started crying I mean, you were tiny. I mean, you might have been, like I said, a little uh, over a toddler.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember three pounds at birth. Uh, <laughs> I was probably maybe two months old, so that'd have been three pounds, maybe oh seven ounces <laughs> at that time. So you know exactly how old you were when this happened, because I remember you being <laughs> like a toddler. <laughs>
0: so you started crying, and my sister yeah, kind of folks. I remember none of this. You so, cried, okay. baby. Uh, yeah, you you yeah. were too young to remember it because I barely remembered it. But right. my sister kind of jogged my memory. We were talking about it one day. And she was holding you. And I remember just running toward the house and these crows following us and then going Mm -hmm. up above us. And then we ran inside and Bev was in there, Beverly, your mom. Uh And I was crying at that point, even though I was a really tough guy and I was going to fight him. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I ran in scared for my life as a child. And she was just like, it's okay. It's okay. And there was just a whole bunch of them and it was crazy. And then they all just kind of flew off in this weird pattern Now, years later when I started thinking about it, you know, maybe imagination or whatever, but I remember them being in like a weird arrow-looking pattern. I don't know why that I remember that. Hmm. But it was bizarre. And so that, I always thought that there was something around us. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when me and you would play when we were kids, you were a creepy little kid too. (laughs) Trey would be like do you ever feel like we're not really alone? I'm like, yes, all the time. Can you please go now? We're playing we're playing Monopoly. Can you just please not? Let's not talk about it. Because we lived in these spooky places. Like, right? I lived in this spooky house out there on the other edge of town in Rockdale, and then you lived in that spooky house. And so we're like, you know, if we played together, there were probably ghosts sitting right next to us the whole
1: time. Well, so I'm sure there were.
0: Yeah. And so uh, we would play together, and sometimes – you know, you'd see stuff. You'd see like shadows and things like that. You know, and I and I always thought that you of of, of all of the cousins on on my dad's side were very in tune, very spiritually in tune to that. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that being said, and you know, we told we talked about that story. I want you to scare the crap out of my audience. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, seriously, just, just talk about your experiences. You can start anywhere you want. You can talk about when you were a teenager and. You know, because you know as as well as I do that our our town has a lot of legends, and we've talked about that, the lore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you and you know you can talk and just say whatever you want to say. Now that's the one story I remember as we were kids. You take it over.
1: Well, um, I think you know th- some. It started maybe pre-teenage years. You know, growing up in Taylor, running with all kind of different people, um, junior high elementary, um, junior high, into high school and on. It being, uh, you know, Taylor's kind of the perfect mix of, you know, uh, white, Hispanic, black, and running with a lot of Hispanic people. Um, You know, you have the lore of um, the Chupacabra and uh, La Llorona. And um, I remember one time, With, you know, growing up in the country, but mother having her business here on the west side of Taylor, um, I ran with a lot of people on the west side and we were over here on the west side um, one evening and um, uh, with some Hispanic people that I ran with. And it was probably multiple weekends, two, three, four in a row where we'd be outside on the porch, you know, hanging around the yard and stuff and you know you'd hear this it'd be one of those uh august nights you know real still um humid just sultry sweating um you could hear a pin drop basically and then a tree would just start shaking you know uh, not violently but just um a pretty good shake you know like a a 15 20 mile an hour wind was coming through but it was still as can be and um you know grandpa would come out on the porch And, uh, he'd say, you know, y'all come on inside and we'd be like, you know, of course, uh, fighting it off, uh, come on inside for what? Uh, well, y'all just need to come on inside. I'll, I'll tell you about it here in a minute. Um, just, just listen to what I'm saying. And so we'd come inside and he'd say something like, uh, did you see the tree shaking? And, uh, we're like, uh, yeah, but we didn't think anything of it. He said, you know, you need a, you need to stay sitting here right here on the couch And, um, we'd be like, for what, you know, be like Carlos or Benny and me and whoever. And one of us would jolt out the back door, go back to the porch and like actually run out to the little alley and see what the hell was shaking up in that tree. And he's saying, you know what? Y'all need to get away from there. He goes, there's something in that tree that, uh, you know, when you're older that you'll understand. And, um. I didn't understand it at the time, but later on out in the country with what he ended up uh, in a grandfatherly way explaining to us, actually experienced to the fullest, you know, uh, multiple, like I said, two, three, four weekends in a row and uh, with the stuff in the tree and um, he would call us in and then out in the country at a friend of mine's house, we were pulling up to the house one evening and my friend stopped in the middle of the driveway pulling up and I'm like, what, what's going on? And he says, look up there on the roof. So I look up there on the roof and you can see, to me, it appeared to be like a bird. I said, you know, let's just keep going. It's, it's nothing. It's just a bird on the roof. And he said, well, doesn't that bird look a little big? I said, well, you know, uh, maybe kind of, cause you know, like vultures and stuff aren't, you know, uh, going to. You know, be out at this time of the night. They definitely wouldn't roost on no roof. And so we pull a little closer. And he says, Well, to me, it appears like it's got something ain't right with that bird. Look a little closer. So I open the door and I get out. And it appears to have the head of a woman, an older woman. And so I get back in the truck and I'm like, So what did you see? He said, That damn bird looks like it's got an old woman's head on it. I'm like, it does have an old woman's head on it. What are you talking about? Which is not
0: very uncommon. I mean, Taylor has a lot of these stories of La Chusa.
1: Right. Not uncommon at all. I said, keep driving. Drive right to it, you know? And, um, you know, because there is also part of the story of what my other buddy's grandfather had told us when he kept telling us to come inside the house, he was like, Well, there's multiple things. If you look at its eyes too long, um, the tree is shaken. But if y'all really went straight underneath it and you saw it for what it really was and you looked at it and it looked at you, then you'd be cursed for X amount of years. Or it would take away fertility or just bad things would happen to siblings, parents, uh, future generations. you know, and I just thought it was, uh, you know, BS, basically. But
0: uh, Until the day you saw it.
1: Until the day I saw it, and we drove up on it. And I'm like, just, you know, drive straight to it. You know, don't sit here and hesitate or anything like that. Not like you're going to jump out and try to go capture it, but, I mean, I guess I was curious. You know, I want to drive up, and I want to, you know, hey, we're 20 yards out. Let's see it for what what it really is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we go up to it and get out of the vehicle, and maybe I'm at that point to where I'm old enough to understand what the what people are telling me, like my buddy's grandfather, but still too young enough not to care, you know, and get out and it's you know it looked kind of hazy, almost uh kind of like you know the the predator looked like. And when Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, in in those movies, when he would look at it, it... Kind of shimmered? Yeah, it kind of shimmered. And I know that was old school technology (laughs) in those movies. Yeah, uh, that's
0: a very... People see that too, the shimmering.
1: Yeah, um, it was uh, shimmering. And um, yeah, and it had like a very human-like head. Mm. Did it make a sound or speak or anything? Not that I recall. Maybe uh, no speaking, but maybe just a... I mean, you could see the mouth opening. I -hmm. mean, as it shimmered, you know, it was a, it went back and forth from an old woman's head to like a shimmer, to a bird, to an old woman's head, to a shimmer. So it was like it was. Transforming before you, rides. You know, right. Shape shifting. Over and over and over as the seconds went by. Um, And the mouth opened, um, maybe some squawking, nothing, you know you know, h- human sounds, that I, anything that I could, uh, you know, that I can recall that I understood. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, and that's what it was a sense like every time. Was, I'm sorry, did you get a sense like it was uh, trying to communicate with you or that it was, but it, it saw you? Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it definitely saw me and it saw my buddy. And um, I just, I guess I kind of bucked on what the grandfather said on, you know, uh, don't look into its eyes or, you know, many bad things will come, uh, post that. Uh, so yeah.
0: And, 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 and now I know two of the guys that you're with, we're not going to say names or mention anything, but they, those two actually went down very dark roads mm-hmm. and ended up they are incarcerated
1: both of them, are. for
0: very long periods of time. Yeah. Now you've gone down some dark roads too. Mm-hmm. We're not going to, we're not going to get into a bunch of, so have I. Mm-hmm. We've all done this, but I have not seen the Lachusa, but I know a lot of people who have and your story like jives very closely with like my friend, his little brother, and you went to school with him too. He claimed to have seen it. Mm-hmm. They saw it in a, a crab apple tree. Well, we call them crabapples. So mm-hmm. Everybody has a different definition of what those are, but we, all, all they're good for is throwing at people. You can throw them at their cars. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh <laughs> the Lachusa that he claims to have seen, was just that's almost identical with what you just said. It was the same thing. There was like a weird shimmer, and then there was like a human-like head, like a, like a crone-looking face. And you were asking if he, he got a sense of evil. Well, yes, he did. This guy, he did. And he was telling us about it, and this happened on the south side of Taylor. Mm-hmm. And it was very close to where a dogman sighting was, which was the the friend of mine's grandmother who saw the man sleeping under the railroad tracks that looked like a werewolf um and you know about that story this is a very common theme folks this is not um God, if people really knew how we grew up this is very people like oh paranormal paranormal well when you grow up with it it's just kind of like it's just life that's what it is you walk around the streets of taylor and something could happen i mean I, I just when i was a kid we were all told these stories and Trey, you know, mm-hmm. about the cadejo mm-hmm. and the hombre lobo, which is what I saw, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And, the and, and the black dog. The black dog, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we are told that this is this is there's are certain areas you don't go to. San Gabriel has the black cat, the headless horseman, and all mm-hmm. the other stories. And then, of course, in this area you have the black dog, you have the, the bruja, which is which is what that is, the the La Chusa. Mm-hmm like a witch a, like a witch and mm-hmm. then Anthony, of course he had a like Yarona experience and yeah so everybody's had something happen you know uh, at some point in time so when you tell somebody hey you know I saw this they're just kind of like well yeah so was everybody else <laughs> it wasn't like you could throw a rock and yeah. hit somebody and and they'll they'll tell you they saw something weird here you know definitely yeah, and, and I actually did that. I threw a rocket at this old lady. I was like, are you okay? But she goes, nah, I saw a witch. I'm like, yeah, I, that's what I figured. That's why I
1: threw the rocket at you, lady. Yeah, you have a very unsavory look about you. I remember we were about 14 years old and um, we're, was out in Thorndale. And with, um, which,
0: hold on, which, by the way, is only, what, 15 miles from here?
1: Um, or a little fewer, yeah. About
0: 17 miles
1: from Taylor? Yeah, that's uh, not far. Not far, about a 15-minute drive for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, the San Gabriel was flowing out there and uh, uh, was with some meldies out there. Mm -hmm. And um, on their bottom and the San Gabriel through their place uh, probably had banks of, I don't know, 20 to 30 feet. And we were camping out for about three or four days out there. And all the fathers were out there. So it was fathers and sons. And, um, you know, it was during deer season and, um, they were like, uh, we're all going to bed. Now y'all kids don't, uh, act too damn wild. And so they go to bed and I don't know if it was one of them playing games, but, uh, they were all uh, where they were supposed to be. But you hear some noises going on in the river bottom, maybe a quarter of a mile away. And, uh. A crying, um, some moaning, some, uh, and it wasn't anybody out there doing any kind of hanky panky because uh, it was uh, all on private land and they'd have to go through a lot of brush and a lot of stuff just to do something like that um, where they could just pull over on the side of the county road. But uh, nonetheless, we kind of got a little alarmed and one of their dads walked out of the tent. And uh, I don't know if he was watching us, uh, you know, seeing us getting alarmed or whatnot but he said, Hey, let's take a drive. And so me and my buddy, um, go and we get in the the back of the truck and we go out and we drive maybe a half a mile, um, through the property and we get out and he actually says, y'all go stand next to this tree. I'm going to walk to the river bank and he goes to the river bank and my buddy is terrified. I mean, he is literally terrified. And he's like, I'm like, what are you so afraid of? There's, there's, I mean, that was way back over there, and um, you know where we came from at the camp. And he's like, La La is going to get us. You know what I mean? I said, La, she ain't going to get nobody. What are you talking about? And um, he's like saying, no, no, no. I heard it. It was for real, Trey. You know, you might not think it was for real, but um, I, I believe it. And he actually, and I know you couldn't get away with this in today's world. But he said, you know what, you stay right there next to that tree. And he said, Trey, come with me inside of the pickup. So we get in the truck and commence to drive away. And my buddy is sitting there crying next to the tree, saying, La La Rona, La 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 And so the uncle, you know, just playing games, you know, and just messing with people, you know, during deer, deer season. We turn around and we go back to the tree and say, all right boy jumping on in the truck, but he, for whatever reason, you know, just, uh, just call it the, the culture of the area, whether he had prior, you know, experiences of dealing with this or seeing this or something, you know, related, you know, La Chusa or the black dog, um, Chupacabra, he was, in his mind, as a 14-year-old, he was deathly terrified with real hot tears going down his face, thinking, if he stayed next to this tree, 20 feet from the San Gabriel River, that La La Rona runs up and down this river bank, searching for the lost child. Yeah, the lost children, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, that... For some reason, she's going to come up and snatch him. And the same Gabriel well, has a lot of those stories. Oh yeah, a lot. Snively and his gold.
0: Snively and the gold. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Trey Felton. Now, folks, that's that's not you. That's Trey Felton's a friend of ours, and he owns uh, the meat market in Thorndale. He wrote a mm-hmm. book about it, and Snively and his gold. We're going to get into that one day on the show because Nellie, you know Trey Felton. Mm-hmm. He's a good friend of ours, and he 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 makes the best dang barbecue around. Mm-hmm. And that and that's pretty – it's saying something because Texas Monthly and, and she, we've had articles from, you know, New York newspapers that talk about how great our barbecue is here. But I think Thorndale's got everybody beat. I think they're the best. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the other day, me and Trey kind of you know, – this Trey, Turner, kind of got into it about the who had the best. But – uh in <laughs> my opinion, my friend Felton has a good – and he wrote about Snivy and his gold. And so that whole area Are of San Gabriel is known to be haunted. Very haunted, you know, yeah. Black
1: Bull Bridge. You have Hoxie Bridge. You have all those places. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a lot of Comanche spots out there.
0: Yeah, they, they raided up and down that area. And they mm. also drove the Apaches to pretty much extinction out there. Now, Apache mm-hmm. Pass is called that because of the, the missions – the Apaches would go there to escape the 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 Comanches because
1: they were so dang mean, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, I would recommend to any listeners out there to check out uh, any any of the parts of Milam County that uh, we're talking about or Williamson and, and Williamson, yeah. Um, but we're in uh, where the Williamson and Milam County line meet. There's just lots of stuff going on in that area. The San Gabriel River is at Apache Pass, like uh, Josh was talking about. There is one, two, three plantation-style houses up and down 1331 from Granger Dam to the community of uh, San Gabriel. Um, that have, I mean, lots and lots of, uh, weird stuff, crazy things happening with, uh, yeah. well, look
0: at Granger Lake
1: mm-hmm.
0: U- underneath Granger Lake is a whole town called yeah. friendship friendship. It's literally underwater folks mm-hmm. in 2000. I know you know this. We could go and drive out there and see it. Part yeah. of it came up because of the, the drought. Mm-hmm. So you have all this weird stuff and you have a lot of, uh, weird orbs and UFO stuff that's gone on around, uh, that oh, whole Granger area. Yeah. Tons of it. One time there was a giant hog that was going out there, and it was literally there was a giant hog that was literally attacking livestock out there, killing people's sheep and and goats and stuff. And so they killed it, and it was like over a thousand pounds, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it it was a record. And then here in Taylor, too, we had a weird record, too. We had the deepest artesian well in the world at one time. Mm -hmm. This hot water comes up out of the steam, you know, and people would say that there was weird toad-looking things that would come swimming up out of the water, and people would see them on the shore. Yeah, you know that about that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Murphy Pond. Well, it's yeah. Murphy Park now, but now it's called Taylor Lake, but it's not really a lake. It's just a small <laughs> little thing there from the artesian well. It's I mean, a spillover. there. Yeah. The city's diversion from uh, – yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then and then people would see these uh, dog-man-looking creatures at the, at the hike and bike. You know, we grew up with this stuff, folks. I'm telling you right now, it's like a very odd – Stephen King should have been writing books here. Is what he should yeah. have been
1: doing. And <laughs> Instead, he's, a, he's yeah, he's up in Maine. But he's up in Maine. He's talking about the the Micmac tribe, and he needs to come down here and talk about the Apache and Comanche,
0: Comanches, because they were way more brutal. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can tell you that. Not to take away from the Micmacs, they got some pretty crazy stuff too. Some very crazy stuff with the, with, the, with the Bigfoot and all that. Mm-hmm. But down here, we had a lot of crazy stuff going on. And Trey, you you. I like to say you're pretty uh good with history, too. You have a lot of history. We are very uh much related in that in that way because we when we talk and Nellie you know this me and Trey can talk for hours mm-hmm. and Trey can tell you some history, and so that's one of the reasons why we've always gotten along so well yeah. now here's another funny thing, folks. when I was traveling through the western United States some before last, I was up in Wyoming, near the reservations area that trey was at and he's calling me and telling me hey man you know all that place is haunted you know there's a bunch of skinwalkers and stuff up there uh be careful and i'm like i didn't
1: say it like that folks
0: thank you for telling me that trey now i'm not gonna be able to sleep at night in my hotel and i told my wife i was like no that was trey just scaring the crap out of me because now i don't want to go to bed because everything that's going to brush against the door is going to be a skinwalker coming busting through like you know Mm-hmm. I would think Wolf can handle a skinwalker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he would be under those stuffies in his closet. I'd be,
0: I'd be hiding <laughs> under the stuffed animals, <laughs> pretending like I'm one of them. <laughs> 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 but Trey was calling me like hey, where you at now where you at now I'm like well I'm over here near, you know I think it was Fort uh was it in uh Fort Collins I said I finally made it to Colorado oh no, okay now now where you're at uh, mm-hmm. you know you get evil leprechauns over there or whatever you know uh, he was telling me about whatever <laughs> was
1: every little area where he was at and I'm like oh that's great that's crazy evil leprechauns because uh <laughs> Colorado State is in Fort Collins and their colors are green and gold green and gold <laughs> <laughs> True,
0: the, ra- yeah. the Rams, the Rams, the yeah, they are green and gold. <laughs> and Trey would tell me, "Where you at now?" <laughs> and finally, I just—I just started lying to him. I'm, I'm at your house. I'm next door. Don't worry about it. We're good. We don't need any more spooky stuff going uh, on you know, over here in this that,
1: trip. There is uh, crazy stuff all up that—that uh, that whole area. That Interstate 25 corridor, Cheyenne, is, and it's crazy. And, and, and-
0: coming down into fort collins you know and he's telling me all this stuff and at one point we saw that big elk on the side of the road remember nelly <laughs> and i was like oh god it's a skinwalker oh never mind it's an elk <laughs> and, and the guy driving was just like dude your cousin
1: is it, really messing it, with it, mine, it, it could, be could it. have been a skinwalker <laughs> see <laughs> yeah. it could have been oh adjusting god. his tie yeah uh, whatever it is probably I think not I but it could have been it becomes uh, a murderous skinwalker to me you know uh the native americans uh it's a shame because, you know, a lot of people will uh, write off what they say. What they say, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know uh, people will pay lip service to it, uh, but it's very uncomfortable. Uh, they'll blame it on whatever lifestyles or this and that that, you know, they partake in. Oh. And, um, well, whatever, everybody, uh, no matter color, uh, creed or uh Social, economic, uh, will partake in whatever they uh, feel like partaking in, but um, it's um, there's a lot of validity into what they say, and yeah, I am uh, uh, a history guy, and um, you know, if you want to bring history up, I mean, it just uh, it starts with uh, with who was here before us, and um, you know, and it was them, it was them, mm-hmm.
0: and, and 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 people do. People will pay lip service to what they say mm-hmm. out of some sort of reverence or respect from the mainstream. But beyond that, they just think, oh, you know, they're just talking. They're just, people don't turn into wolves and bears. So they don't believe it. Right. They, and they really have no clue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Because I spent, I had a friend of mine that I spent some time with, uh, was a Ute. Mm-hmm. And Nellie, you know about that. And he taught me a lot of stuff about their traditions and stuff. They lived in absolute fear of the Navajo curse because Mm -hmm. the Navajo and them fought and Trey, you've been in that area too. And they lived in fear of the Navajo curse. They said, we're in the path, of the skinwalker and the skinwalker is a Navajo curse upon our people. And so this guy that I was with, we stopped at a gas station one time in Southern Utah and he's like, we can't stay here long. Right. We're too close. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. too close to what? And he's like the skinwalker. And that's the first time I'd ever heard of it. I was like 17. Yeah. And it scared the crap out of me. And I was like, okay. And I go, what is the skinwalker? I never knew what that was. He was like, I was like, what is the skinwalker? And we started describing it. I'm like, oh, I've seen that.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I was 15. I saw that in my hometown. And he said, well, the only way you're going to see that, and and his, what he told me, what Johnny told me was like, the only way you're going to see that is if there's native and, and, or, or if it's Latin, like if there's a Latin area, you know? And I said, well, the legend is that it was Germanic. And he said, well, that's another one. It could be, you know, like a Viking, Germanic, you know, if it's from the white man, the new mm-hmm. world or the old world, you know, and then he said, but if it's from here, it's going to be some sort of Latin or, you know, like, like from, you
1: know, well, that's common. I mean, where he's yeah. saying where Latin merged with native native. And mm-hmm. so you see that in Western Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, the Co- Southwest, Colorado, mm-hmm. all the Southwest tribes, um, you know where you have that um, where they're merging together, and then they linked up together, and um, you know uh, you know started being together, and um, so you get the dark of you know uh, the Latin and um, that folklore and lore, and you know, and, and some people it it kind of bothers me sometimes when you people will hear the word folklore or legend and automatically put. A connotation to it of it's um, farce or it, make believe. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not true. Fairy
0: tales, and it's not
1: right. And it, and that's uh, totally the wrong way to think about it. And uh, you know, uh, so when you bring those two, when the native and they're, you know, it it it's the natives have their traditional, and then you know when, you know the you know one hundred fifty years ago when they started getting converted. You know, so it's uh There's a lot of Christianity mingled with the old way and the old traditions, um, and then you bring the the Latin um, from the south, the south up, up, mm-hmm. up into it, and it's, so there's just a which is a, basically
0: in native cultures too.
1: Sure, I mean, yeah, it is. But the Yaki you know, I mean, and the Aztec and the right, Hizotec but and, and that was with Spanish though, so it, it, mm-hmm. that's mixed and then it you mixed come in up with here, Catholicism, so it's you just have a convergence of a lot of different things and um uh for for the people out there in the middle of it that want to uh, you know go to the dark side um then lots of i mean lots, no, lots of different things will uh, manifest itself and, and take place if mm-hmm. you will
0: and no no okay now Let's let's move forward a little bit because mm-hmm. like we've talked about the stuff here in our hometown. Sure. Do you have anything else from, from when you were a teenager or do you want to move forward?
1: Oh, uh, we can move forward. You want to move forward? Mm-hmm.
0: Are you sure? Are you hiding anything?
1: Oh uh, man, I there's, I mean, there's lots of things to talk about, but... Uh, I remember I'm, when I'm, you were I'm, a kid and you pooped your pants. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure I did poop my pants, but... Uh, do I'm sure I did poop my pants, but he didn't pooped we... pooped his pants. Didn't we all? Well, we were kids, man. We were uh, little kids. I, I just, yeah, I just remember... Uh, <laughs> I... Remember, i'm not gonna talk about the baseball card
0: oh my gosh okay i know what you're good. okay he's gonna try to get me back folks i'm gonna tell y'all now because trey because you know what y'all can hit Trappin no you'll try to
1: church it up go ahead trey <laughs> no
0: no because trey trey got i got spanked because i tried to supposedly cheat him out of a
1: baseball card this kid's and, and, lying and he's, he's lying and, and he's been trying to talk uh bs ever since oh my <laughs> hence all the shots at me so i was <laughs> 11 years old folks because that damn gary sheffield baseball no, card. it was Eric davis Cincinnati Reds, yeah. But Actually, you I think know what? It was
0: a Sheffield He's for a Davis, and you and you were. It was a Sheffield for a Davis, and and we were trading baseball cards, and and Trey started screaming because he. And what ended up happening? My dad yeah, came and spanked bad. me and gave Trey my baseball card. Folks, is that that fair to y'all? Yeah, it Do was you think bad. that's fair? Is
1: that fair? I don't I think mean, that's fair. You got your. I mean, uh, I'm not gonna curse, but you, you got your your. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> It was bad. I got my butt whooped pretty bad.
0: Well, we were, you know, we grew up with dads that were pretty hardcore, you know, they grew up hard and that's how they were. And if you acted a fool and you got spanked, Trey was younger than me. So he was like little, poor little baby, you know, give him the card, you savage and (laughs) leave him alone,
1: you know. So he, bought, he went home five, with my five Gary. Five years sh- old, folks. I mean, you got to bring things Five years old. Here. You were
0: not five. You were like okay. seven. Okay. Seven. And I okay. was 12 okay. or something. Yeah. And Trey got away with my cards. And then he laughed and thought it was funny because he got away with it. But it doesn't we, matter. We either. need to
1: change the no cursing rule here and just tell things like it really was so I could see how Buster went in there. and Buster's ex- my dad. It, explain how Buster really tanned his eyes. So, uh.
0: <laughs> Didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. But then you know what, to to your credit though, when you saw me get my butt whooped, you felt bad and you were quiet after that right. you I mean, because you didn't want to see it happening. I mean, because
1: truth is truth and uh yeah, I was probably being uh yeah, a little cry baby. Did you feel little, bad, little bad enough to give the party. card or no? Um yeah, I mean seventy percent of me felt bad because it was wrong. <laughs> uh I mean it was sitting there seeing is getting his uh ASS whooped, I mean by his dad, uh, for something that uh, you know, and it all he has to do is hear me scream and he's gonna come in there. I mean it could've I could have been screaming at uh, you know, the cryptid staring next to me, just <laughs> looking at right in my face and he'd come in there and say, Josh, what'd you do? Yeah, you that's know, exactly what i just uh whooping his tail. <laughs> but uh no, nevertheless, um yeah, moving forward on the on the native stuff, yeah. uh, and the stuff out west, um Now, you got some pretty
0: harrowing stories for that. Yeah. And so what I was going to ask you this. Now, when we were going through Wyoming, I remember we got to Fort Collins and and Mm -hmm. then me and you had talked that night and you had said, hey, I got some crazy stories out of Wyoming because you wanted to scare me, which you're not going to because I'm too tough for that. And so <laughs> – so, but you did – You did. I, I always told my wife, I said, when we're going through the Navajo area mm-hmm. in New Mexico, it always freaked me out. So I, right. me and Trey were talking that night, and Trey said, well, you're going through that area in Wyoming. It's kind of hairy too. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like – and I didn't really know. I, I had no clue what, what area we were going through. It was just that – there was all this stuff going on there. Now, I have a listener that was from – one of those reservations and I have not gotten into a real in-depth conversation with him, but he is a native and he was telling me about some stuff. And now when I brought it up to you uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe wasn't, it was like a month ago. And then you said, dude, I can tell you some stuff because you got really good friends with, with a couple of those guys. And so mm-hmm. do you want to get into that? Sure. Yeah. So go
1: ahead. Yeah. Um, spending a lot of time up that 25 corridor, um, Wyoming and Montana, uh, you know, Montana, you know, there's the Cheyenne and Blackfeet and Crow Indians and, you know, Wyoming has, um, the reservation there, the Wind River Reservation. It is, uh, the home of the Northern Arapaho and the Eastern Shoshone. And, um, I have a good friend there who is Northern Arapaho and, um, you know, throughout the years that i spent up there um over time stories were told and some pretty weird stuff going on up there you know the source of it it is what it is um some people would debate it um i mean i don't really think it's debatable but there's just some dark things going on up there on that reservation along with uh you know the reservation north of that in montana you know where the crows are at and um but the wind river uh is um it's the location that it's at in Wyoming, in central Wyoming. Geographically, it's kind of a mixture of plains from the east and, um, you know, where the plains hit the Rockies. Mm-hmm. And, um, there are some, the Wind River Range there is, uh, I mean, there's some, some land in there, uh, in those mountains that, um, it's pretty, uh, virgin, if you will, um, it's it's just true wilderness. Uh, Places
0: where most people haven't been.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, feet have not touched that um, for generations. Long, long time, you know, if ever. If ever, yeah. You know, and uh, there is many, many legends, which, you know, some people would say is farce and they would just even close their ears to begin with and their minds down to even uh, listen, so I hope y'all listeners out there um will be open minded about it. But um there's just some pretty heroin stuff. Um a lot of skinwalker activity going on up there. Uh one story I mean there's many stories to tell, but uh one um that I remember um him talking about um that kinda hit close to home to him because uh his uh one of his uncles was um somebody involved in it and it was about a skinwalker. It was kind of uh, doing its thing within uh, the community. Uh, see, the it, the Wind River Reservation is a mix of northern Arapaho and eastern Shoshone. Shoshone yeah. Mm-hmm. So the northern Arapaho, their tribal headquarters, if you will, is in Ethati. And the eastern Shoshone is in Fort Washakie. And which are both two towns uh, on the reservation there. In Fort Washakie, um, where the Eastern Shoshone's uh, tribal headquarters are at, along with the jail and uh, the BIA headquarters are also, uh, they happen to be in Fort Washakie and not Ethity. Um, and the BIA, explained to them what that is. It's a B- Bureau of Indian Affairs. Bureau of Indian Affairs. So the BIA is the um, federal arm On the reservation, you know, the reservation is all federal land, and so the BIA um, um, is—it's basically the the police of the reservation. And uh, unfortunately, um, uh, it's—I mean, the reservation is probably the size land-wise of—I don't know. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but maybe the size of like Rhode Island or Massachusetts or Connecticut. It's, wow, it's over two million. It's the
0: size of a of an eastern state.
1: Right, I mean it's over two million um, acres. Acres. Um, that uh,
0: and a lot, like you said, a lot of it's pristine wilderness too.
1: Very much pristine wilderness, and like the amount of um, authority, if you will, that they have over it is uh, it's it's very small. So the representation that they have is. Um, per per acre, per square mile, if you will, is uh it's it's not very the coverage isn't very good and so uh a lot of things go on there um both legally, illegally, supernaturally, whatever label you want to put on it, um that just goes unseen, you mm-hmm. know.
0: And you went up there to work and then uh-huh. you just ended up getting to know these people.
1: hmm uh-huh. Yeah. And um very good people, by the way. And just very uh,
0: and Trey, you've always been very good people. Somebody who gets along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Like you, you are like me. I would have to 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 fight with everybody before I got along with them. Trey was like, <laughs> Trey was like, hey man, it's cool. You know, you were a very. Um, a peaceable person that you can, you can jive with anybody. I'm like that now, but I wasn't Mm -hmm. when I was younger, but you, Mm -hmm. you would travel and you would make friends with all kinds of people. Like here recently you had a friend that came down from, Mm -hmm. uh, where was it?
1: Yeah. He was from Wyoming. Wyoming. Yeah.
0: From Casper. And he, he was just, uh, just here to help you work on a truck. He came all the way down here, folks, just to work on just to help him because you, you have a lot of friends from all over, right? South Dakota, Mm -hmm. Wyoming, Colorado. And, and, you know, I've met some of these people and, uh, they 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 open up to you. Cool. I've seen that. Like I've seen them open up to you. people. Open up to me too. I'm like, you see this? You see this gun? I'm just kidding. I'm joking, <laughs> folks. I'm making a joke. I kid. I'm not. I don't do. It's a knife. So then they <laughs> then they tell me everything. But no, with you, though, you'll talk to people and they'll just be like, wow, and they'll just start. I just I, I was I've always been blown away by how you could talk to people. And in fact, you taught me that a little bit because I thought, why don't I just talk to people? You know, instead of tying them to a chair and beating them with a phone book, why don't I just talk to these people like <laughs> Trey does and maybe I can get them to open up about stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, the pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. You've say. always
0: been a very uh, diplomatic person. Mm-hmm. And so you've always been able to to extract information from people and just share knowledge with people.
1: Right. I always and thought you
0: should have been a preacher. Uh, I still believe uh,
1: that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wish I could be a preacher. You uh, could, you I, could. You I could believe do that. I believe you could do it. Nelly believes in you. Maybe it's it's uh it's something down the road. Uh, maybe if the door opens up, uh, it's something that I would love to do. Well, God sure. opens
0: a lot of doors. And let me tell you. Um, so I, I don't want to tra- sidetrack you, but what mm-hmm. I was—I just wanted to add to what you were saying—that you, you you do talk to these people, and you have been somebody that, if anybody could pierce the veil through all this, it would be you, because I know that you have been able to get people to open up and say things that I'm just shocked. I'm just like, wow, they, right. they will tell you anything, including me. I've told you things that I never would tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I slept with the teddy bear until I was 14. Uh, yep, was, I'm just kidding, folks. I never did that. a Care Bear. Um,
1: he says I'm kidding, folks, but that is true. <laughs> you know, that is true. As, uh as full of brawn mm-hmm. and steel and gunpowder <laughs> as he is, uh, he did sleep with a, that it. Is, was, I, I think it was 12, not 14. My God. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, I mean, just as human beings, we're, I mean, we're all on an equal playing field here. And um, we, uh, we all go through the same things, uh, you know, up, down. The human um, condition. That's it. You know, and everything in between.
0: You've always um, told me that too. You've always been like uh, everybody bleeds red. Was it you say everybody has the same blood?
1: You know, yeah. I mean, it's we all bleed we, red. We won't get political here, um,
0: but uh, please don't. We don't. <laughs> but but you've always said that people are all the same everywhere you've gone.
1: We are all the There's same. There's good
0: and bad, and you've met all kinds of everybody in between.
1: Right. You know. Uh, I guess kind of it. You know, initially going up there, um, an adventurer. Um, t- you know, to work to. And, you know, halfway through, seeing how it was up there, I remember coming back and telling mom that that's where I wanted to go um, to stay. Um, It's kind of a part of America that was still pure, that was still wild, um, you know, people uh, more good than bad. But um, it's, you know, you stay anywhere long enough that that, that's not the truth, Um, you know, as, as wild and crazy as we are down here in Texas and just growing up how we grew up in the in the party lifestyle. Um the lifestyle I grew up in. And and Josh says, yeah, he moved to the city, but, you know, I know I'm from Taylor. We're not that country. We are a country but we're not. You know, I've always had one foot um in the country and one foot in the streets. And um, you know, you go up there and it's refreshing and um uh it, it's uh where they're all country but um, that that balloon gets bursted very quickly when you see things for what they are. And, you know, sometimes I thought that around the next bend of the river, over the next curve, and over the next hill in this terrain, I'm going to find Eden, and um, it's just not like that. Um, people are people wherever you go, and you're going to find folks that are um, scarred, that are blemished, that fall short um, and that are um, just as human as um, whether you're from Rhode Island or Washington or Miami or Fargo, North Dakota. I mean, it's, uh, it's all the same, or Egypt, Timbuktu, Australia, or wherever you go. I mean, it, it is what it is. And so going up there, um, you know, um, the Native people are, um, I enjoy their simplicity. They listen more than they speak. They're very wise, and it took a while, um, but as um, a few of the people up there that I'm very close to now got to know me over the course of time, they opened up to some more and more stories and had more gave me more revelation to some things of um, how they really were um, that they probably wouldn't have known me for two days um but no one you were up there
0: for a while.
1: Yeah, um several years and um uh the longer I was up there, um some very deep stuff was uh was told uh through some older people, um uh in the Arapaho tribe and um, some younger people, um and uh in between age, um through tears, through anger, through uh lots of different emotional states, um, but just uh Simple truths as uh, as they knew it to be. And um, back to the Skinwalker um, ordeal, a buddy of mine had an uncle who was now passed in, in Fort Washakie, where the Eastern Shoshone, and I say it's not that divided. I say Eastern Shoshone in Fort Washakie and the Northern Arapaho at Ethity. I mean, folks, these towns, I mean, as far as Two million acres in the whole reservation. These towns are literally um, from Taylor to Thorndale, miles apart.
0: Yeah, it's not that far.
1: Very close. And um, they had a skinwalker that was um, going through and ravishing the pets in the community in the evenings. Um, They'd wake up in the morning and find cats, dogs, just gashed, um, but not eaten. You know, just left, just
0: killed, slaughtered, just
1: straight killed mm-hmm. and left as they were, and um, they. And, and, at,
0: and not the inter- I'm, I'm sorry, but explain a little bit about what the skinwalker was and what it is. It,
1: it revealed itself um, as wolf-like, um, always on uh, two feet, um, never walking on all fours, and um, always walking erect, and so they. The older people in the council knew, you know, who it was, whether they didn't know who it was individually, but um, just, you know, they know they just they have that wisdom. And they know, I mean, without getting any deeper, they understand. And so they actually put in uh, martial law like um, enforcements of you could not be in the streets. You could not be outside of your house. 30 minutes before, you know, uh, the sun went down. Let me rephrase that. So 30 minutes before the sun went down until 30 minutes after the sun came Came up, up. you could not be out and about. You had to be inside of your houses. Wow. And so.
0: It was that serious.
1: It was that serious. I mean, and it didn't take, you know, maybe two weeks or less of this. I'm going to say more on the lesser side of two weeks than closer to 14 days of them enforcing this. And so a friend of mine's uncle who has now passed, um, him and a friend of his kind of knew what was going I mean, not like different people besides them knew what was going on, but they took into their own hands to go ahead and take care of this. Mm-hmm. They stayed out one evening and they saw the skinwalker come into town um, to a site that had had a lot of activity. I mean, this, these towns aren't that big, folks. I mean, they're they're pretty small towns. And so, like, you know, the previous 48 hours, there was a lot of uh, mutilations with some uh, pets. And, you know, not just pets, but, you Life know, style. people keep, you know, chickens and goats mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. And so they posted up, if you will. And they saw it come in, they had a rifle, they shot, but they winged it, didn't kill it. And so they went up on it, and they saw that it was still breathing, so they called the BIA. And so the BIA show up about 10 minutes later, so the BIA put it, and the BIA is, it's almost, um they're almost like federales like in Mexico, you know. They're in black fatigues, drive black Tahoes, black Suburbans, blacked out tent, assault rifles on them, pistols. So they load it up in the back of the vehicle, and they commence to drive to Fort Washke to the jail. So these two gentlemen follow them to Fort Washke. And so when they get to Fort Washke, they pull in the parking lot, which ain't very big, and the BIA agents get out go and pop the back hatch of the Tahoe, and they had uh, zip-tied the Skinwalker, and so they had took it inside of the jail. they take it inside the jail. But let me uh, mention that he said that when they went up to the Skinwalker before the BIA got there, they were watching it. It was breathing, but it was starting to turn slowly back human. Mm. Not that I mean, it was always human, but it it was
0: was, the the appearance.
1: Yes. The appearance was turning back more and more, you know, uh, the features of it, the features of the face, the features of the hands, the features of the feet. The hair was starting to not it would not as hairy, but, you know, the hair was uh, going back into the skin, you know, and they said it almost got to the point where they could almost see who it was, who it was. And I'll talk about this more in a minute, but on who it was. And it's they knew who it was because of a certain family, last name, that this person was. And there's, uh, on the reservations, there. I mean, you have light and you have dark. And this was a family through the generations that were known to do dark things and to call upon the dark. Um, so as they get to the jail, the BIA agents take the skinwalker inside, they stay in the parking lot. They say in about 10 minutes, uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Obviously, the BIA had, I mean, it is a federal arm. So they are, you know, it's a branch of the federal government. And so they say about 10 to 15 minutes later, uh, we're talking about the shaking of the trees again. (laughs) No, folks, this is not Taylor, Texas, and, uh, This is not the shaking of the tree over here on the west side. Um, The trees were shaken right here on the uh, Wind River Indian Reservation. And they say about a few seconds later after the trees were shaken, they're wondering what the hell's going on. A black helicopter comes over the top of the jail, lands. When it lands, the two BIA agents who took the Skinwalker inside Now bring it outside and they see two people jump out of the helicopter in all black, you know, black fatigues, black helmet with blacked out mask. The four of them, two BI agents and the two people out of the helicopter put the skinwalker into the helicopter and they say it takes maybe 45 seconds for the whole thing to happen and then the helicopter goes away. And it's just like that. Is it military, it's over or was with. It
0: FBI, or
1: it's just some um, long arm of the government, mm-hmm. um, the
0: shadow government, as you would say?
1: Yeah, I and they, mean, they and they saw this. They witnessed them yeah. taking it, and it had it fully changed back to human. They did not know because it was covered. Oh, um, at this point, but um, you know, Wyoming has just like Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is a. Uh, and, and I don't blame it for this strategically uh it makes sense you know they will make uh in, military installations in mountains, yeah oh yeah you Mount, know?
0: Mount, yeah Mount chasta's mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you know in in casper you know where i was i stayed at for a few years uh you know there's you know you have casper mountain and on the back side of casper mountain, i mean I will say everybody I ran across i mean there there's all kinds of stories folks i mean about little people and A lot of um, devil worshiping going on 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 some of the mountains, which is stories to be told later. But many, many um, sightings of helicopters flying in to the side of the mountain. And if you get too close, you know, because people will mule deer hunt and elk hunt on, on the backside of Casper Mountain. And they'll get to a certain point and they don't know where it comes from. And they don't ever really see them coming. But over a certain ridge... Down a certain path, they'll see either ve- people walking on foot or vehicles come around the corner, and they'll say, "Hey, look! You can't come any further." You know, yeah. so they they know what's and they see them. You know, the government sees them coming, and you know, it's um they're not going to say who we you know who they are or anything like that. They don't identify themselves. Just look, you can't come any further, and so um you know just to keep it that shallow, uh you know I mean they could have came from in four minutes they could have been back wherever they came from you know yeah. with, with that skinwalker and there's many many accounts um of that same type of thing stuff happening you know uh
0: same scenario playing same out.
1: scenario playing out maybe not going to the jail it just happened to take place close to the jail so they took it there for you know safekeeping, if you will and that's all the time we have for this week folks join us next week for the second of this two-part episode with Trey Turner on Native American Cryptids and Folklore. Good night.